Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, Guys. Oh, oh, hey, Producer, producer Michael. Producer Michael, oh, Well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. Hey folks, I'm Chris. Hey, and I'm James. Did you know that the state of Delaware has had only one serial killer since its creation? Did you know that the state of Arizona has one of the best cases of alien abduction on record? Did you also know that famed untouchable Elliot Ness was thwarted by the Cleveland Torso Murderer? What in the world? That sounds absolutely terrifying. Are you ready for a road trip? If so, please join James and I each episode as we discuss all this and more on State of Fear Podcast. Ride shotgun on our dark and wonderful ride down America's byways and highways as we unravel the strange and macabre in your state. State of Fear, where the things that go bump in the night are in your backyard. So I had a question for you. I have an answer for you. Seven. How were the poops after that Area 51? Did you end up having green poops? I don't know that I looked. You don't look at your poop? I usually do. I think everybody examines their poop. Like, it's just a natural thing. You turn it. You know what? I don't think I really do so much anymore. Really? I used to every single time. Like, I was one of those weirdos who would actually... Turn around and you examine it? You get a No, good well, look. I would look at, like, the paper and stuff. But not just the end result. I would watch the whole process. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Maybe it's just... Now, like, I'm done, and then my brain's on to something else. I'm like, oh, who cares? It's probably because you poop so much. I was just curious if it ended up was being yours? green. No. Mine was well, it would have turned blue. Okay, blue or green. Whatever. Blue. But no. I mean, I don't know, actually. That's kind of disappointing, to be we'll honest. we have to make it again. We have the stuff still. We have to drink it, I think, in greater volume than we did. I'll tell you what, though. If you eat a whole bunch of Cheez-Its, that'll give you some orange poop. Let me tell you what hot Cheetos does to you. <laughs> I already know what hot uh-huh. Cheetos does to you. It's not good out of either end. <laughs> I can't talk about hot Cheetos and you. I'm good. I'm already tearing up. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not oh. a fun time either. Dude, hot tamales, man. If you eat a whole... Mm-mm. Hot tamales. You don't even have to eat the whole box. You ain't gonna well, be pooping for days. It's just it. like gums up the system. Don't fuck with hot tamales. I feel like that'd be the same for Mike and Ike's or anything. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Although Hi. I'm not a Mike and Ike fan. Fuck you. Just eh, they're eh. They're eh fuck you. I don't like candy. I don't like so. you anymore. I don't like Mike and Ike. Are you serious? That's pretty harsh. Well, so I was saying that you don't like Mike and Ike's. I have good taste. <laughs> I don't know about that. See, this is why I don't know if I can do this anymore. Because you claim you have good taste, but then you say you don't like Mike and Ike's. Yeah, because I have good taste. 
Hey, y'all. I'm Emily. That's I'm Joel. Joel. That's Joel. I don't even know anymore. I'm kind of have in the middle of an existential crisis right now. Are I you? The love of my life doesn't like Mike and Ike's. No, because they suck. Two years, and I'm just now figuring this out. <laughs> Fuck, man. Are we going to make it through this, you think? No. No? I'm traumatized. Oh, well, at least I have 19 episodes to remember you by. Jeez. Harsh. That ain't harsh. That's romantic. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. you talk about how it's going to be a killer shit. Right. Ah, I like Mike and Ice now. What you drinking tonight? Hazy little thing. Hazy little thing. Well, thing, really, but a thing is a thing. What's it from? Uh, mostly water. There's some alcohol You're funny. In it you're funny. What's the... Hops in there. Sierra Nevada. Ah, okay. You're going it's an IPA. An IPA? An IPA. What the hell's an... Oh, an IPA. Yep, and Nippa. Okay, I'm picking up what you're putting down now. Sierra Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, Chico, California, and Mills River, North Carolina. North Carolina? North Carolina. <laughs> Listen, it was just abbreviated NC, so we don't really know what it means. What are you drinking on? I went back to the Dark Horse Merlot because mm. it's cheap and it's tasty. Did you pick up a Merlot, too? Yeah, we ended up both picking up a Merlot. Yeah. So I have two bottles, and I am very happy. See, I didn't know if you had already gone at that point. I figured if you hadn't, then you wouldn't have to, but if you already did, then you'd have another bottle, so. Yep, I picked up a Merlot and a Pinot Grigio, because I love the Pinot Grigio. They don't have it at Giant Eagle. Well, fuck Giant Eagle. I'm going to go to the liquor store. They have, like, every other dark horse. They have the Chardonnay, the... um, Something Blanc? Well, what is it called? Shit on the Chardonnay. I want the Pinot Grigio. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Sucks to suck because they have hazy little thing. That's okay. I have two bottles of Merlot and I'm very happy. Amen. I'm in a good mood. There you go. You've been drinking since one. Not since one. Since like five. That's not bad. Casually. That's acceptable. I, I've had a half a bottle in like six Five hours. I math. That's why you so lovey-dovey when I got home from work. No, I missed your face. Uh-huh. I posted pictures of you and I was looking at your beautiful face and I missed you. <laughs> I love you. But the wine may have played a small part. Yeah, right. <laughs> Every other day when I come home from work, it's like, fuck you. That is not true. You were so full of shit. Fuck you now, man. <laughs> Like, you didn't bring me snacks. Fuck off. No, I have not done that because I've been on a diet. Okay, so. Let me tell you about our spotlight tonight. I'm actually pretty excited about this one. This is one that I found all on my own. I just kind of happened across it. It's called uh, Sunflower Smooches. Yeah. So it's a cosmetics and accessory business, and it was created and run by college student Colin Mackay, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing her name correctly. She has a YouTube channel, but I didn't hear anywhere on her videos where she introduced herself. How's her first name spelled? K-A-U-L-L-I-N. I I think it's Colin. Colleen? 
I think that would be Colleen. I don't know. I think it's Colin. K-A-U-L-L-I-N. Yeah, Colleen has two E's. There's a lot of different spellings. Well, whatever. So Colin Mackay, it's, uh, like I said, cosmetics and accessories. So it does, um, like, lip glosses and stuff. But Colin is a business media major, and uh, she's down in North Carolina, which you had mentioned earlier. That's where uh-huh. your drink is from. Yep. But she not only is a business major at a university down there, she also runs Sunflower Smooches in her free time and operates another business that produces natural skincare products and hair care products. And she still finds time to be a member of the Royal Blaze dance team. I could never be a member of a dance team. I do not have the skills to be a member of a dance That's team. That's okay, honey. <laughs> her dream is to someday own and operate her own shops. And she wants to eventually have a kid spa with the goal of teaching kids how to create and design their own kind of self-care products, which I thought was a really cool idea, especially for somebody so young. She's only maybe 18 or 19 years old, and she's already thinking about doing stuff for kids and helping teach them so that they can grow up and take care of themselves. I thought that's a really great goal to have. For sure. So her cosmetics products are inspired by things that she sees around her, such as her glow-in-the-dark lip gloss, which is in that little light bulb container. And, you know, the boys freaking loved that. They were so excited about that. I'm not ashamed to give my boys stuff. If they want to have it, whatever. Have some fun. So we we ordered some stuff. I ordered um, a couple of lip glosses, a couple lip scrubs, and, yeah, I think that was it. They got the -the glow-in-the-dark. The boys got the glow-in-the-dark, which was watermelon-flavored and scented. And then they got the cotton candy. So it's blue, and it comes in a little popsicle tube. It's super cute, and Lil D loves that stuff. He's obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. But I got the lip scrubs, and I freaking love the lip scrubs. So good. I got My favorite was the original, although I also got the green apple. Green apple's good. It's a little... I am not a huge green apple fan, but I wanted to give it a shot. But it definitely tastes very green apple-y, so if you're a green apple fan, you'll like it. (laughs) But when I purchased them, they arrived really quickly. I didn't think we would end up putting her on until the next episode, because I didn't think they would get here so quickly. But she shipped them out. She makes all this stuff by herself, and she packages them and sends them out, and does school at the same time, and all this other stuff. Which I think is pretty, that's pretty intense for somebody who's 18 or 19 and going to school. For sure. But the products were, they're beautiful, they smell amazing, they taste amazing, they feel really good. And um, I just, after using it, my lips felt a whole lot softer. What she does is her products are all vegan and handmade. And then she adds the scents and the flavors. And I think she just, after Lil D suggested that she had this brownie colored lip gloss, he, he wanted brownie flavored. So she said that she's going to add chocolate flavoring to it going forward so people can get brown yeah. flavored. Thank you, little D. <laughs> See, I put it on thinking that it was just lip balm. Uh-huh. Like chapstick stuff. You were sitting out there. You're the one who pointed it out. Yeah. But lips was on fleek, <laughs> the fuck? Sh- yeah, super shiny and pretty. Uh-huh. You looked really good. I know. <laughs> but you can find Sunflower Smooches on Instagram and Twitter. And you can check out her shop at sunflowersmooches.com. And so, like, 
as usual, I'll post all the links to the social media and the website in my show notes and on our social media. So follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, so you can find those links. Go check her out. She's got some great stuff. Please go out and support her. I really like this stuff. So I've tried it. I highly recommend. The packaging is fun. I like the little, um, the popsicle. I thought that was fun. Yeah, that's the one that Lil D really likes the... Yeah. And then I got... But it looks like a popsicle. That's it what does. I'm saying. It's super cute, isn't it? She did. Her... Yeah, it's really nice. The um, the glow-in-the-dark watermelon one that comes in the light bulb, it's kind of an orange color in the tube, but when you put it on, it's not orange colored. But it does glow in the dark. It's super cute. It's probably like a tint to the plastic or something. Uh, no, it looks like it's actually to the lip gloss itself, but... When you put it on, it doesn't glow on your lips, so it must not. There must not be enough of it when you put it on your lips. It doesn't lips. glow on your lips. Uh huh. You mean it doesn't look orange on your lips? No, it's an. Well, it doesn't look orange either. It's orange glow in the dark lip gloss. Right. So it doesn't look orange on your lips, and it doesn't glow when you put it on your lips, but it glows in the tube. At least it didn't when we used it. But I might not have put enough light on it, so I don't know. We got to use that um, halogen light, blind them for a couple seconds. Yes, and then see if we, or 500 watt light. Black light, see if my lips glow. Yeah, right. So that's Sunflower Kisses, and that is our spotlight for this week. She has a YouTube channel too, and she's really artistic. She was, she does a lot of drawing and makeup and very creative person. Support the homies. Heck yeah. Uh, but I, this, week i wanted to do kind of a new listener thank you we've definitely seen um a really big uptick tick uptick we've seen a big uptick in a the number of listeners i do not do the accents very well not at all nope i don't know what accent i'm trying to do right now he's <laughs> called it the doctor he's <laughs> called the emily don't know what she's doing <laughs> very nice country I wanted to I wanted to do a shout out and a thank you to our new listeners and some of our old listeners because we see you out there. So here's your shout out, guys. We have San Jose, Glen Avon, and Rancho Santa Margarita, California. And then we have Birmingham, Michigan. Woot woot. Although I don't, you know, as a Buckeye fan, I can't fully root for Michigan. Sorry. Then why did you give a whoop whoop? Because they listen to our episodes, so I'm saying thank you. Whoop whoop. Okay. <laughs> then we have Finley, Ohio. That's Alex. Thank you. Out at Supernatural Tendencies. Shout out, Alex. You guys kick ass. Kicking ass. <laughs> Kicking names and taking ass. Yes, exactly. Thank you. It's, you stole the words right out of my mouth. I know. We have, let's go international here. We have Clichy, France, Rayside, Balfour, Ontario, and Haifa, Israel. Haifa? Haifa? Israel. And then we, of course, we have Texas, we have Dallas, Humble, and Waco, Texas. Then just a few more for you. Shout out North Fort Myers, Florida, Cortland, New York, and South Salt Lake, Utah, Alton, Missouri, and Madison, Illinois. And then last but not least, oh, I forgot this on our international, Sydney, New South Wales. We see you. Thank you. Danka. I don't know what thank you is in New South Wales. Is it thank you? Well... They're in Australia, so it would be thank you. No, but it'd be thank you. Pretty sure it's not thank you. 
just going to put it out there that I think that's incorrect. All right, Mr. New South Wales. Wait, what? Wales. New South Wales. It's Australia. Wales is in England. Right. Are you sure? Maybe like a volcano it's Sydney, went off? Sydney, New South Wales. So it's no, there's, Sydney, Australia. There's like a bajillion oh my eerie God. Okay, too. so it tells I have a fucking map that pops up with this. So Show yes, me. I know. Show it's me. In Show me. I want to see it. <laughs> oh my God. I want to see it. You're a pain in the ass. Right now. RN. AF. Hold on a fucking second. Okay. So this shows Australia is kind of like that light green. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at the UK, it's pink, right? See, UK's pink. Okay. Sydney, New South Wales is not pink. It's green. What does that have to do with anything? That means it's in fucking Australia. <laughs> You're Googling this shit now? Yes, I'm fucking Googling this shit. <laughs> oh, my God. So, do you have some fun facts for us today? I do. I have squirrel facts for squirrel you. Squirrel facts. Squirrel. Squirrel. The boys have been obsessed with squirrels, so it made me think of this. So I wanted Ever to since go- that video. Yeah, yeah. Who is that guy? Out of Oregon. Mark Raber. Yeah. Raber. They did the squirrel obstacle course. Yeah, he's fun. I like his YouTube channel. Go check him out too if you haven't heard of him before. Yeah, he's cool. But the kids were obsessed, so it made me think of doing squirrels. So I have some fun facts about squirrels for you. Thank you. Some species of squirrel can live up to 24 years, so that's longer than cats and dogs. Dude, my computer is so loud. Are they flying squirrels? Tapping it isn't going to do anything. Shut up, you don't know. It's because you're running two programs at once. No, it's because I dropped it on the floor. (laughs) No. Yeah, it's all bent where I dropped it on the floor like a year ago, and it's been making that noise ever since. That's your fan going, because your computer's too hot. No, Yeah, well, the fan makes that much noise because it's all fucked up, man. I'm telling you. That's a normal fan. No, it's not. Okay. Anyway, so they live longer than cats or dogs for pets. The only two continents that don't have squirrels are Antarctica and Australia, Again, shout out Sydney. You guys don't have squirrels. That's kind of sad, actually. They don't? No, they don't have squirrels. Any? None. Why? They need squirrels. Everybody needs squirrels. Well, then why don't you go ahead and go ship those over? I'm sure they would appreciate another invasive species. Well, have you ever asked them? Don't think so. Hey, Australia, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. Do you want some squirrels? Have you ever seen squirrels? Because if you haven't... Don't answer the question until you see some fucking squirrels. <laughs> they steal your bird seed, but it's fun to be mad at something. And they yell at you, man. The, oh, there was the episode, I think, really early on when I was talking about the squirrel that was screaming at me on campus. I heard that ridiculous screaming, and then I realized it was a squirrel. Scared uh, the shit out of yeah. me. Fucking squirrels, man. Squirrels' eyes are positioned in a way that allows them to see behind them. Which is a fucking weird skill. A 180 degree view. Especially for a mammal. Most of the they time, they can see mammals... behind them naturally or they can turn their eyes to see behind them. I don't know. I didn't dig that like deep fish, into it. Like fish, where they have 180 degree vision. Well, squirrels' eyes aren't entirely on the side of their head. They are mammals, so they're more forward facing. Right. Well, I guess not all mammals have. Whatever. I'm making shit up as I go again. Biology major. Woo! 
Make it sound official, though. <laughs> I am a biology major. Trust me, I know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> I never make. So stuff if you up. wouldn't have pointed it out, everybody would be like, "Wow, okay." <laughs> never knew that one. No predators have eyes on the front. That makes more sense. Anyway, so they can they have they can see all the way around them. Fancy eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Way to go, squirrels. The this cracks me the fuck up. I heard about this on, and that's why we drink. So credit goes out to them because I'd never heard of this before. The most photographed squirrel in the world is named Sugarbush. Sugarbush was rescued as a baby from a tree that was going to be cut down, and Sugarbush's owners decided that um, this is their baby. So they dress dress her up in a variety of outfits, and then they take pictures, which they sell. There's an entire website that's dedicated to Sugarbush. I went on and I looked at this, and you can buy pictures and calendars and stuffed animals. Can we get one? All kinds of memorabilia. Please. They are definitely, I would say they are right-wing supporters. There's some stuff on there that I would not be a fan of, but Sugarbush is fucking hysterical. I looked at this, and I just can't. I feel so bad for that damn squirrel. <laughs> Looks like yeah, it's probably getting all the nuts it could ever I want. I need to show you the pictures of it here. Let yeah, me look up we'll a picture really quick so you can see this. Oh my goodness! I want you to see it because oh it's goodness. hysterical. Bear with us just a moment. I'm not gonna lie, like if I were that squirrel, <laughs> I'd be pretty happy with my life. Check out that coat. Like that cost you probably about two hundred dollars if you were a human. Why? Look at look at the fucking one with the helicopter. Uh huh. <laughs> this poor fucking squirrel. All right, you Australians, search up what was <laughs> oh it again? God. What was it called again? The sugar bush. Search up sugar bush and tell me you don't want squirrels in your country. Oh my god! This poor fucking squirrel. <laughs> I have to say thank you, and that's why we drink, because I wouldn't have known about that's this funny. if it wasn't for them. I like it. Yep. Go out and look up Sugarbush, because it's hysterical. Kind of sounds dirty at the same it time, It does too. sound a little dirty, doesn't it? <laughs> Who named this shit? It's like something you'd get at Spencer's. Yeah, you're right. It kind of does, like <laughs> a t-shirt or a shot glass or something about Sugarbush. Uh-huh. In the 1800s, loss of habitat meant that squirrels were nearly non-existent in u.s cities so cities began to add parks and green spaces and then they literally shipped in squirrels you do that with a lot of other animals too i just thought that was funny somebody shipping in squirrels (laughs) come on guys we're going for a ride who's the dude that has to go out and catch these guys and then ship them to fucking like new york city i'm sure they just breed them or something oh my goodness what a job description. What do you do? I I ship squirrels. Squirrel shipper. <laughs> like, back in 2007, Iran claimed 14 squirrels found near the nation's borders were actually spies. I believe it. Like, what? Why? What the fuck? Do well, they, you can train squirrels. Is it because of Sugarbush? Have you seen some of those pictures? I bet you they thought it was Sugarbush. Right. It can be pretty covert. Yeah, I mean, he goes in with a fucking machine gun in some of those pictures. Yeah. And he looks like he's trying to go undercover. Yeah. Especially in the Middle East. Yeah, nope. Uh-huh. They probably thought it was Sugar Bush yeah, and that he had a, a wiretap or something. Yeah, perfect. Especially with the fedora. Oh, my goodness. You Straight could, up you spy would, right honestly, there. You would mm-hmm. barely be able to tell the difference. 
Sugar bush, real person, who knows? Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> and then the- you get a few of them, stack them on top of, a, of each other, and put them in a petticoat. Mm-hmm. Can we dress 14 gone. squirrels up? Oh, my God. Somebody needs to make a spy movie with squirrels. If anybody of you on here are squirrel shippers, ship us some squirrels. Ship us some squirrels. And then if anybody else happens to own, like, a movie production company, I have an idea for you. And if anybody else happens to have or be proficient in creating squirrel costumes, come knocking at our door. Or our email, whatever it's easier for you. But also, I want to know why you're proficient in that. Why do you need to ask so many questions? I just, I'm curious. God. <laughs> you, you drive people away by asking so many questions. I'm sure they're already a little bit, you know, touchy about it. Calm down. It's cool. I'm just asking. So let's have a little discussion about what Carp Potato's been up to this week. Oh, Kurt. So you guys heard last week that we introduced Car Potato. Honestly, the story behind Car Potato is that we found a potato in the backseat of Joel's car. And it came in to sit on our table during the podcast. He's an international celebrity now. He is. He's becoming in. Well, it's not really a he. Car Potato has no gender. Car Potato is genderless. As far as we know. Yeah. It has a butthole. It does have a butthole. But Car Potato also has a small Instagram and Facebook following now and a few on Twitter. I guess we'll find out what it is once it finally hits your puberty. <laughs> Car Potato's gone on a few adventures. Car Potato's been reading some books, made a trip to Pittsburgh. Car Potato's gone on a hike, although I don't think I posted the pictures of that just yet. Carpenter's had a good life so far. It's only yeah. been like a week since he was born. And the boys are obsessed with Car Potato. They want pictures with Car Potato no. every chance they get. They consider Car Potato a he. Yeah, but they're also two little boys, I mean, so everything's I'm gonna a be he. A, no. I'm going to be honest with you. Car Potato kind of just gives off a he vibe anyways. Car Potato is genderless. Whatever you say. That's right. I win. Thank you. Well, that's all I had for today. I just wanted to do a little discussion about Car Potato. Car Potato has been a good friend for us. Car Potato has been a good friend. And no, we are not clinically insane. Quit asking. So we've had our drinks. We're on our way to being drunk. And now it's time. Don't. Come on. You missed it last week. Let's keep it going. Missed what? Exactly. Time for the dead. Okay, I finished it. For the dead. Ah. I did it already. You don't need to repeat it. Too late. Give me some of that wine. God damn it. Why do you? No. I mean, I have to. You said dollars. I'll bring it over to the table <sighs> in case you want some. Fine. I'll give my here, beer. Just drink the bottle. No, I, I poured myself bottle. a big no, ass no, bottle. No, no. I don't want the bottle. Salty motherfucker. No, you the salty motherfucker. I'm the salty Not motherfucker. Sure. You can have some of the wine. No. no so you got a story for me, Beard? I got a story for you. So this week... We are telling y'all about the Hague. The Hague. Stop that bullshit, dude. <laughs> I don't fucks with it. You cut it out. Sound like fucking Gollum. You don't get that reference because you're uncultured. Whatever, fuck you. It's a Lord of the Rings bullshit crap <laughs> fart thing. Nobody got time for that. The face you make. 
So this story comes from a nonfiction book called Real Life Paranormal Experiences Part 1. And I found this online. It contains personal real-life paranormal encounters from all around the paranormal community. And the story is told by someone only noted as Tam. So maybe Tamara. Oh, Tam with an M, not an N. Tam, that's what I said, yes. Over here, it sounds like Tana. Over here, you mean you with your hearing aid needing ass? Talking uh, from four feet up, away, bitch. and you're like, what? What did you say? Uh, yeah, we I had to get some you? special equipment to amplify you because you mumble so fucking yeah, bad. Bull so fucking <laughs> shit. Bull fucking shit. Anyways, dickhead. <laughs> Tam describes... No. Oh, it's my time. My Stop it. Tam describes the stories of her mother's experiences. Starting when she was around the age of three or four years old. Her mother, three or four years old. So, the family of eight siblings and her mother had moved to Kentucky from Ohio to get away from hardships that had unexpectedly arose. They moved into a nice log cabin that had been built by her mother's grandfather many years before. It had a cozy fireplace, a well house, clothesline, and a ringing washer. Oh, this is an old story. Oh, yeah. So it was told by Tam. I mean, it doesn't say how old Tam is, but it's her mother's experiences. Tam's mother. So Tam wasn't even... Her mom was only three or four years old. So Tam wasn't even a a, a thing at this point. But she's reliving or recounting her mother's experiences. Okay. Uh, It was complete with such personalities as ghosts and wild spirits. When they first moved, they had to wait for a period of time as there were some minor repairs before the family could move in, and they chose to stay in a small trailer that sat in the back of, backyard of the log cabin. It was very cramped, and everyone had to share the living space and slept together in the fr- few rooms that were available. The very back bedroom was the largest, and that's where Tam's grandmother, mother, and two of her siblings all slept. It was very dark throughout the house as there was no electric lights, the only source of illumination being that from the moonlight coming in through the windows. This is some pretty, like, basic backwoods shit. For sure. Everybody's crammed in there. Do they have an outhouse, too? I'm sure. Or just a hole in the ground. Fuck that, man. No thank you to outhouses. Yeah, they didn't get into the gory details. One night, as Tam's mother was fast asleep, the door creaked loudly, causing her to wake up. As she opened her eyes, trying to forget about it and just fall back asleep, the door continued to slowly swing back and forth, which was catching her attention. She described the motion as it being like a small child when they hold the handles and lean back and forth. They lean back and sway back and forth. We know what that's like. Right. Little D all the time on the freaking doors. Ooh, but if you can't see anything. Yeah, right. That would be creepy. So as she sat up to look what was causing it, the door stopped moving mid-swing. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> nope. She tried to awake her sisters and mother, who shared the same bed. None of them would. Or they couldn't wake up, maybe. As she looked back at the door, waiting to see what would happen, she noticed motion at the top corner of the door, and what she saw made her scream. There was a hag staring down at her, 
smiling devilishly. No. It waved at her and put its fingers to its lips to shush her. Oh, I the, hate things. Is it on the ceiling? It's sitting on top of the door. Oh, God, no, that's disgusting. I don't like it. I'm having the, a fucking nightmare now. The hag had wild gray, worry hair that appeared to float around its head. They almost looked like small, white, fluffy flev- feathers. Flowers? She had old, cracked, dark skin with deep crevice folds. What was the scariest part was the evil look that she held in her eyes, almost seeming to say, what she described, I have the upper hand and I know it. There's nothing you can do about it. That is the fucking shit of nightmares, man. Like, the movie Hereditary, when the mom is up on on the ceiling. Uh, Makes me want to throw up. So not good. So not good. So not good. So in a panic, Tam's mother screamed for the hag to leave, standing up on the bed with every ounce of courage she possessed to stand up to the hag. The hag had then stopped smiling and looked down at the others in the room, waking up before turning away and floating down the hallway. It kept it about two feet above the floor with no legs to be seen. So it was, you know, floating and hovering throughout the, the house. It flew through the house, and it would look into every single room as it would pass by, before disappearing through the curtain covering a closed window. Throughout Tam's mother's life, she had seen the hag many other times. There would be intermittent periods of encounters where the hag would visit almost every night, uh, only not to be seen for years on end before coming back again. I wonder why that is. Why would it pick her? That would suck. Yeah. So when the family finally moved into the log house, the trailer was sold and removed off of the property. The sleeping arrangements were still similar to how they lived in the trailer, each bedroom now having a bunk bed. Tam's mother had wanted the top bunk to be away from the things that she was fearing. She would lay awake at night, staring at the ceiling until she fell asleep. But even in the new room, she would hear scratches coming from the door. Uh Uh-uh. Thinking they were a rodent of some sort, she was relieved to have the top bunk, right? To be away from, you know, a mouse or something. Mm-hmm. But when scanning the floor for a mouse or rat, she noticed nothing, but still heard the scratching, which now seemed to be coming from a little higher up. As she looked out through the doorway and around the living room floor, she saw a strand of worry gray floating hair. The hair floated around long, gnarled, wrinkled, bony fingers curled around the door edge. Peering around the top corner, the hag smiled and slowly wiggled her fingers, almost seeming to say hello. Just came to see you. No, fuck this bitch, man. (laughs) Like, why? She then all of a sudden just vanished around the back of the door and into the living room, again disappearing into a wall. Why? Did she get, like, power from scaring people? I don't know. If she's not going to do anything, if all she does is show up and be a freaky-ass bitch. Well, maybe she's lonely. I don't know. She wants to say what's up. Just chill. Just chill. So, obviously, Tam's mother had suffered many sleepless nights. After a while, she became used to the hag's visit, as she never really caused any real trouble. Mm -hmm. It always just seemed like she she would just sit there and kind of, you know, watch. creepy. Yeah. But maybe she was just looking for a friend. 
So the family believes that the log house was built on an Indian burial ground. Oh, uh, here we go again with Indian burial grounds. Yeah, well, I don't really know about this, but it was in there, so I put it in here, but I don't really know. Because they had found many arrowheads and additional relics on the property, but there were no bones that were ever found. I feel like this country is littered with arrowheads and Native American relics. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you find an arrowhead doesn't mean it's a burial ground. No, if anything, that probably means it was more likely a settlement. Yeah. Especially if you're finding a whole bunch of it, that would suggest that there was somebody living there. Making them. Making those arrowheads. Yeah. I don't know. That's why I don't really think it is, but... She speculates that the hag may have been a Native American medicine woman keeping an eye on the property. (laughs) It just makes me think, when they say that it was a Native American medicine woman, of Pocahontas and Grandmother Willow. Like, if Grandmother Willow was a person, she would be like this crazy old wiry hair kook that just laughs and smiles at you and you're like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah there are some creepy looking motherfuckers in this world it was like if you were a cartoon or if you were like a foot shorter and about 10 pounds less you would be a demon me no i said there's some people in this world do you not listen you only hear what you want to hear the way you said that it sounded like you were aiming that directly at no, me i said there's some people in this world I heard where you that look part. at them and if they're like a, a foot less and a 10 pounds lighter you would think they're just like demonic i was gonna say i look like a cherub is look, it a fruit no it's a sweet little angel baby you are just so adorable aren't i you? know I know. Look at that girl from. So sweet. So that's my story. That's a really creepy story. That is creepy. That yeah, that is. I don't like that one. I may possibly have nightmares from that tonight. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome. Just keep drinking. Pass out. Yeah, no, I think I may have had enough. It might have to take a little slow. Time for some water. Time for a pee break. Elevator music? Cute. Feeling better? Feeling better. So, our neighbors are setting off fireworks again. Where? Behind us? Yeah. I heard them. It's like dueling fireworks. Neighbors on that side and on this side. It's getting close to 4th of July. I feel like they're just trying to show off for each other now. You think so? Because every single night, the guys back here will shoot something off, and then across the street, those guys will shoot something off. But they don't live close enough to each other to likely know each other. Should we? Start shooting shit off? We'll be the intermediate. Mm, I think it might not be the wisest choice for us. Why? Mm, Apartment complex, probably not, not a good location. We have big old... Green outside. We do, yep, but there are also babies and old people in our complex that would really not appreciate that. What's the difference? Babies and old people? Not The houses surrounding us are only 20 feet away. Oh, you're talking about that. Well, no, it'd be loud in here, but we'll just say no. I say yes. But anyway, you might hear them going off. They're pretty loud. 
Oh, there goes another. There she blows. There she blows. Okay, so as per usual, I went, I like to think outside of the box. I went a little different with my hag story. I chose the story of Baba Yaga. Okay. So Baba Yaga is this really widely recognized character from Slavic yours. Your. So Baba Yaga is this really widely recognized character from Slavic lore. Yeah. You, you got it right got that it right time. That time. Go. <laughs> I got Yaga stuck with me, so it's coming with me the uh-huh. whole way. Your. Your. Uh, so like Russian and anywhere where Russia would have occupied at one point, which is a huge chunk of the world realistically, Baba Yaga is known. Folklore around about her has been around for it's been around for fucking ever. Hundreds of years, possibly thousands, and she, she's appeared in possibly thousands of Russian folktales since the Middle Ages or earlier. So she's been around a little while. She's gotten around. Got a bit of a name for herself. Yeah. But the first, like, real literary reference of her appeared in a grammar book that was written by Mikhail Lomonosov. Lomonosov. Yep, we're going with that. In 1755, where she was referenced in a section that kind of that talks about all the Slavic gods and tries to kind of tie them, their relationship to possible Roman counterparts, which is pretty common. It's not surprising. Everybody had a god of the sun and a god of the moon and talked about how they were similar. But Baba Yaga doesn't have a counterpart. So this kind of really showed how she was and is perceived as this unique character. She's really different, right? For sure. And you'll see why, because Boy, is she ever a character. I fucking loved researching Baba Yaga. She's special. You want her to show up in your bed tonight? No, no. Okay. So who is Baba Yaga, you ask? Who is she? Who is Baba Yaga? Now I ask. Yep, you did. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. (laughs) Throwing me a bone here. (laughs) She's commonly depicted as a witch or kind of like a mother nature type figure. And she can be rather ambiguous in her dealings with people. So she can be kind of just this background character that's there. Or she can be really chill. Or she can be super fucking evil. So she's kind of like, she's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You were close, but you didn't really nail it on the head there. I got what you were going for, though. (laughs) You never appreciate my accent. (laughs) Yes, I do. I know. But she's been, she's been known to be quite motherly. So she'll help people out and she'll grant wishes and, you know, not be a nasty person. But she can also be really seriously wicked. And she's cannibalistic. She will eat people who can't complete the tasks that she sets for them. She doesn't seem to go out hunting for her victims. They always come to her in her hut. So they come looking for, like, wisdom or knowledge because she's an omniscient being, so she knows all things. And so they'll go seek her out, and she'll help them if they can complete her tasks. But if they fuck it up, they really have to get the hell out of Dodge because she'll eat them. She'll cook them alive. 
because so, she's a charming character. It's pretty gangster. So I kind of looked at the next part of this as kind of like her Tinder or dating profile. Just picture this. She's definitely no beauty. She's deformed, elderly, and described as basically uglier than sin. She's grotesquely skinny with iron teeth. So literally iron teeth. Her teeth are metal. And a nose that's so long it pokes the ceiling while she sleeps. And if she snores, she's like, whoop, up through those ceiling tiles, right? (laughs) (laughs) She's also known for her repulsive breasts, buttocks, and vagina. But I really want to know who figured that out. Like, who discovered that? (laughs) And then they put it out there. Here's this little factoid, just so you guys know. Baba Yaga, you can identify her. It's pretty nasty. Sounds like my kind of woman. Fuck, why, man? <laughs> you may have some new competition. Ew. <laughs> Literally every part of her, including her hands, her ears, her feet, everything is described as being deformed and disgusting. And to top it all off, she has removable hands, which actually some guy might really enjoy. Uh huh. Those could be. Handy. Handy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> so they basically what happens is when she wants them to, they'll pop off and go and do her bidding. That ain't fucked up, right? It's like the uh, Adams family hand. Yeah, it. No, thing. Thing. It had the hair thing. Yep. Yeah. I liked the movie, the Adams family movies, how Thing was always really trying to communicate. With Gomez, and he get thing gets so exasperated. Like Gomez, why don't you understand this? How are you this stupid? I'm a hand. Right. And I'm telling this to you. <laughs> the fucking hand telling everybody else that they're dumbasses. That's great. I it's think funny. that's funny. Okay, but so she's nasty looking. Bad profile picture, right? But if you thought that maybe her personality would win out, you'd be wrong. Why is that? Just going to tell you. So she can be helpful, but she's usually rather aloof. And she tries to hide in the forest. And she's known as powerful and highly tempestuous. So she has some mood swings. Faux show. And she also makes this really weird habit of telling people that they smell Russian. Like vodka and depression? You know what? Seriously, wait, wait. I put in here, I didn't know that that had a particular scent, but apparently it's a thing. And then I wrote, does it smell like vodka and aggression? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Russians. It's apparently we we pick up on it. (laughs) And so is Baba Yaga. (laughs) Maybe maybe it's not that hard to smell. So that's not weird enough, right? But she has a very unique taste in homes, and I just, I could not imagine being this woman's realtor. She cannot possibly have a realtor. She has to build her own home. And you'll find out why. So she lives in a humble little log cabin. So it's this little log cabin style hut. And it's set deep in the woods. But wait, what makes it so special are all the amenities that you won't find anywhere else. They're special. 
The hut stands atop a set of chicken legs, and the hut is topped with a rooster's head. And then it walks around on those legs to avoid potential visitors, because she's really antisocial, right? And as it moves from place to place, it spins, and it emits this awful screeching sound. This is where she lives? This is her house. But wait, it gets better. Which, by the way, if you're trying to hide from people and not have them find you, having a screeching house, not the best. Just going to say that tactic might not work quite the way you want it to. Maybe it deters people more or less. I don't know, maybe. But she's definitely not about curb appeal, like, at all. She designed a house that's really meant to deter visitors because it's able to turn and hide its door unless the visitor says the magic words, turn your back to the forest and your front to me, which sounds like a really dirty pickup line, to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. Right? Turn your back over there and your front to me. Ha ha, wink wink. The door also has a keyhole that's filled with razor sharp teeth. Not done yet, though. But, I mean, is that really scary, though? Because you're just sticking a key in there. It's not like you're sticking your finger in there. That's fair. But I imagine feeling like the door could bite you might be a little frightening. If it's just the keyhole, though. See, but everything in Baba Yaga's life is alive. It all moves and speaks and does her bidding, and that door can attack you. How do you know? Read the stories. I have. Have you? No. You're so well read on Baba Yaga lore. All right. All this is old news to me. (laughs) Well, then you can just go ahead and snooze for the next few minutes while I tell people (laughs) that are actually interested in learning about the fucked up world of Baba Yaga. You done? Good morning. Yeah. Hi. Welcome to our show. Thank you. By the way, this is Drink. Dunk. Dead. Didn't do that well. Dead. There Dead. we go. Anyway, in case all of this so far isn't enough of a deterrent, the hut is surrounded by a fence that is made of human bones with all but one fence post being topped with a skull from each of her victims. And the last post is left empty for whomever her next foolhardy victim and visitor might be. So does her property just keep getting bigger and bigger then? No, like the whole thing, including the fence, just gets up and moves with her through right. the forest. But does it always get bigger and bigger? Because oh, you mean because of the fence? As she claims another victim, she still has to leave that empty spot for the next one, right? Like, or maybe does or she else get maxed out, or else it's super crowded with maybe. fence posts. <laughs> I don't there's know. No longer actual fence; it's just post. Like I said, I don't think there's a realtor out there. You're not going to find this on Zillow. Have you tried searching? I did not. I should have. You should have. <laughs> Must have skull fencing. Like, right? How a do you talking put this in? door. That's why I was thinking you can't, you literally can't go to a realtor and be like, yo, I need a house that will move around on chicken legs. But it also needs to spin and screech. And don't forget to top it all. With a rooster head. That's important. Right. Aesthetics, baby. Aesthetics. Yeah. It's like, I don't want a wind vane. I want a rooster head. (laughs) Don't give me the rooster wind vane. Yeah. Give me the actual rooster head. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
So if you weren't already picking up that she's a unique character, get this little piece about her preferred mode of transportation. So when she's out running her errands, running to Walmart and shit, she likes to fly around in a big-ass flying mortar that she steers with an equally ridiculously large pestle. So, you know, those are the things that you grind right. with, mortar and pestle. She's heading off to Pilates. She's like, yo, let me pull up my ride. Right. <laughs> Where do you park that in? Do I'm pretty sure they don't have more to park. Spot? Why? Because she's old. That's true. She is pretty old. It's possible. I would hope so. But she seems to get around pretty well. She might not need it. So when she's flying around in, in the mortar and she's steering it with the pestle, she's also multitasking and sweeping away any traces of where she's at with a birch broom. So she's got one hand on the pestle, like a little rudder steering at the back, and the other one with a broom also behind her sweeping. Like, she got ha- some strong-ass forearms. Yeah, right? So That might be some tricep work right there, I'll tell you. So she's sweeping away the evidence to kind of prevent anybody from tracking her. So she's probably really, really good at rubbing her belly and patting her head at the same time. Probably. I would imagine. She probably does it in her sleep. Yeah. If you can, you have that kind of control about both hands. I don't know that I could do that. Again, that's the kind of woman that I like. (laughs) Baba Yaga, you hear that? (laughs) Come on down. Both hands at the same time? (laughs) Fuck. See, that's what she needs to put in her Tinder profile. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I realize that everything else might not seem that appealing, but look what I can do with my hands. Right. (laughs) So, although this is her go-to ride, sometimes she's seen riding around on a broom or a mop. And it this totally made me think of Hocus Pocus, the part where the three witches are in the modern day and they go to the closet and they can't... There's one broom, one mop... And then poor fucking Mary gets stuck on a vacuum. And I just think about Baba Yaga today. If there aren't brooms and mops, is she riding around in a fucking vacuum? (laughs) Yeah. That's the first image that popped into my head. You don't get it because you're not cool like me. Yeah, right. Hocus Pocus is like a timeless movie. How would you not know this reference? Apparently it's not too timeless. You are so uncool. And I really need people to back me up on this. It's going to happen. One can only hope. Yeah. Apparently, the pestle, so that's her rudder, serves multiple purposes. It it acts as the rudder for flying, and then it acts as her wand, which is a little weird. That's a bit unwieldy for a wand. And she uses it to grind up the bones of people who piss her off. At least, you know... Reduce, reuse, recycle, right? Right. I mean, she's finding many uses for this one thing. Yep. She's very green. But like they did, like I said earlier, kind of a Mother Earth figure, a Mother Nature figure. So that makes sense. She's, you know, many uses for one object, right? For sure. If you ever happen to walk into her house, you'll probably find her stretched across her massive stove that stretches from one side of her hut to the other. So this is the stove that she uses to cook and eat people. Cooking them alive. Eating them. Cannibalizing them. But apparently it's also where she likes to sleep. Mm. Who knew? Stoves are super comfy. I mean, it makes sense. It's kind of nice and warm. I can see that. A little bit of indirect heat. 
I could sleep in front of our oven sometimes. Not going to lie. It's pretty toasty over there. It's comfy. She sleeps in front or on top? She sleeps on top. That, well, that's completely different. I'm, it's different. I'm just saying I can relate. Okay. Nitpicky. Not really, but okay. Anyway, what memorable character doesn't have some cronies and possibly some family drama, right? Of course. Right. Makes sense. So, you might be a little surprised to learn that she's possibly a triplet. What? There are not just one Baba Yaga for as beautiful and delightful as a person as she is. It's been mentioned in many tales that she has two sisters who are also named Baba Yaga, who look exactly like her, live in the same kind of house, right? They are literally just the same person, replicated. I What? I don't... How do they know if they're the exact same person they live in the exact same house that they're triplets? There are tales where the characters are sent from one to the next to the next. It just, it makes me think of George Foreman naming all of his kids George. Well. Like, if any of them I mean, look alike, you got how a are name you like George the Foreman. Next? Huh? When you got a name like George Foreman. He has, like, eight kids, and they're all named George. Why are you hating, dude? It's ridiculous. Fuck off with that bullshit. <laughs> all I could think is that holidays have to get super fucking confusing. George, 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 George. Right? And Baba Yaga, when they when they go to hand their gifts off to each other, to their sisters, they're like, Baba Yaga, Baba... Oh, shit. Which one's for... I don't know. Should I use the they snowman have, wrapping like, paper? Yeah, color-coded wrapping paper is all I could think of. <laughs> like, what the fuck else are you going to do here? Yeah, right. She also has three interesting pals that kind of ride around with her on horseback. Well, they ride around on horseback. She's never on horseback that I read. So they are... White, red, and black characters, and their horses are all matchy-matchy, so they the white guy has a white horse, the red guy has a red horse, the black guy has a black horse. And it turns out that these are the horsemen of day, sun, and night. So hmm. they just kind of ride around with her. doesn't seem like they really do anything. They're just somehow associated with Baba Yaga. They never made up their mind on their career choice. Mm, I think they are just the sun, the day, and the night. They don't, they don't do anything. They're just, they just there. exist. Yep. And because she's that mother nature figure, they're somehow tied to her, huh. but they don't really act in her favor or against her. Gotcha. They're just there. That's based on what I read from some of the lore. So. All of these characters play roles in her stories from time to time, but she's most most of the time she's a pretty hardcore loner. She really likes to be by herself, which if you have a nose that pokes the fucking ceiling, I get it. Right. Who it's wants hard to, to be your friend. It's hard to hold a conversation with somebody when you're constantly poking them in the eye from across the room with your nose. Like I'm pretty sure it's hard to hold a relationship there. Right. Personal feelings on this. Unless you swing both ways, in which case it'd probably be. If you had some girth to the nose. That's where you go with that? Of course. She's going to end up with that smell where stuck in her I nose forever. Go with it? I wouldn't be mad. So, I only chose one big story to talk about, but I kind of want to talk a little bit about some of the 
some of the other stories, there are just countless stories of Baba Yaga. And a lot of them reminded me of Grimm's fairy tales, which really isn't that much of a surprise considering how large Russia's reach was for a long time. Getting into like Poland and Germany and they would have influenced and Grimm's fairy tales came out of Germany, I think. So it makes sense that they would be, that Russian lore would be influencing some of those fairy tales. So anyway, the first, the well, the big story that I want to tell you is about Vasilisa the Beautiful. So in the story of Vasilisa the Beautiful, a young girl's mother dies, but on her deathbed, she gives her daughter this magical doll. And she tells her daughter to keep the doll a secret, but if anything bad ever happens to the girl, she can give it some food and then ask its advice and it will help her. Do you think it's picky? For food? Picky eater. I imagine not. Well, maybe maybe now it could be. There are quite a few more options. Maybe it's like, no, bitch, you didn't bring me my Starbucks coffee. Right. Or some Pum- Pumpkin spice latte. And my scone. Uh-huh. But back in the day, probably not as much of an issue. So like, where's my elk? Okay, so she has this doll. Mom dies, and of course... Dad remarries, and when he remarries, he chooses this just awful woman with two daughters of her own. So this is the classic evil stepmother and nasty stepsisters, right? For sure. So this bitch is very much the typical evil stepmother. She's got the two ugly-ass daughters that are just equally as mean as she is. Mm -hmm. And the stepmother mistreats Vasilisa terribly and gives her all kinds of hard work to complete, which Vasilisa manages to accomplish with the help of her magic doll. The goal of the stepmother and the evil stepsisters is they want to wear Vasilisa out. They want to really break her down and just make her ugly with exhaustion, you know, like grad students. But instead, she just becomes more beautiful with each day and they're like, what the fuck, man? But that's because Vasilisa is a fucking sneaky bitch. Sounds like it. Each morning, she gives the doll some milk, tells her, tells the doll her troubles, and then the doll does all the fucking work while Vasilisa sits on her butt under a tree and picks flowers and eats and relaxes. Like, is that not the fucking life? You're out here whining about how evil your stepmother is, but you're literally just sitting on your ass doing nothing and the doll Chill. does it all for you. Yeah. Can I please have one That's of those? Some bullshit, right? Or my doll. Yeah. Excuse me, magic doll. I have to drive the kids a half hour one way and then I have to drive 45 minutes back the other way. Can you please take care of this for me? Because I don't want to do it. I want to sit on my ass. Mm-hmm. Although, no, I don't because I got too fat sitting on my ass the past few months and I need to lose some of the weight. <laughs> Yeah, to walk him over. Yep. I'll walk Go ahead and leave at 4 a.m. So when Vasilisa's dad leaves for this long trip and isn't expected back for a while, the stepmother puts all three of the girls to work. And it's just, it's not, it's not awful work, but she does it in a way that makes it really hard. And it's problematic because their house sits at the edge of a dark forest and she puts them to work during this terrible storm, so it's dark outside. 
And then the stepmom leaves them to go off to bed late at night, and they're only left with this tiny little sliver of light coming from basically like a splinter that's on fire. So that's what they're working under, right? Those are the conditions. So the two stepsisters are going, well, this is bullshit. I shouldn't have to do this. We need some more light. And they decide that somebody has to go to Baba Yaga in the woods to ask for more light because Baba Yaga grants wishes, right? And of course, Vasilisa is the one that is forced to go. It's not really, yeah, it's not really voluntary. It's you're going, Vasilisa, right? So she walks through the woods for a whole day until she finds Baba Yaga's just gorgeous home. She knows it on sight. This thing is stunning, breathtaking. I cannot wait until I can move into a place like this myself. Right. Everybody, like, that's just goals right there. And as she's doing this day-long walk, this day-long journey, she encounters the three horsemen at different stages along the way. So she makes it to the house, and Baba Yaga comes out, and she hears Vasilisa's story for being there, and she goes, you know, okay, I'll help you out, but you have to do some work for me first. And of course, all the tasks that she sets for her are just absolutely ludicrous, and Vasilisa every day is crying to her doll for help, because what else does she know how to do? She doesn't do the work for herself. Mm Mm-hmm. Poor, beautiful Vasilisa, who's never raised her finger in her life. The doll calls on the help of forest animals. So this is very Disney. The forest animals come in, they help out, and they accomplish every task that Baba Yaga sets. And at the end of the last task, even though she's managed to accomplish everything, Baba Yaga's like, you know what, Vasilisa, something's kind of fishy. I think I'm going to eat you. But first, I need some sleep. So hmm. she plans to eat Vasilisa the next day, and she lets her know, I'm going to be eating you just just, just so you're aware. Right. You, you know, just this is your be last prepared. night on Earth. I'm going to be cooking you alive and eating you tomorrow. It's kind of her. Yeah. So as Baba Yaga lays down and she's snoring and poking a hole in the ceiling, Vasilisa takes the opportunity to escape. And the house and the gate and everything kind of helps her escape because they think, Vasilisa, you accomplished these tasks. You held up your end of the bargain. We're kind of pissed off at Baba Yaga. She's just this angry old bitch, essentially. Okay. You the know. house doesn't even like her. No, pretty much. I see this in a lot of stories, which is pretty interesting because they talk about how she can be forgiving. But all the stories I read... Nobody likes Baba Yaga. Like, nobody. Even her door doesn't like her. <laughs> like, that's some hard shit right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> your door is like, fuck you, man. All it has to do is open and close, and it doesn't even like you. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, Vasilisa takes the, the, the chance to escape. But she can't go home without light, right? Because that's the whole reason she went out there in the first place. So, she, what she does is she snags the skull from the fence post, which is a meant is um which is emanating light through its eyes so it's emitting light okay like somebody stuck a flashlight right. up in the skull right and she runs all the way back home and again she's encountering the three horsemen it takes another whole day and then she presents the skull lamp to her stepmother and stepsisters cuz when she walks in the door they're like bitch you didn't bring me the light and Bitch. she goes 
bet and hands him the skull. Say less, homie. For sure. But the skull ends up fixing the stepmother and the stepsisters with this burning stare that they can't escape. Anywhere they go, that stare is following them. And by morning, it had stared at them so hard that it's burnt them to a fucking crisp. Well, it seems like it worked out for homegirl. For Vasilisa? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty badass. I mean, she didn't expect to come home with a evil stepmother burning skull, right? Right. And but stepsister. That's definitely not something that you find on the shelves at Walmart, I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, we haven't scoured the whole store yet, but probably not. I, I don't think so. I think that's probably a special order item right there. Maybe. But mom and stepsisters burnt to a crisp. And that's that's the story of Vasilisa. But the story kind of reminded me a lot of something that you are not going to have. You will not know this story at all. Okay. But maybe some of our listeners will get this. It reminded me a lot of back in the 80s, Jim Henson used to have a, a special called The Storyteller which was this old guy with his dog that would sit around and tell um, these stories from all over Europe and Russia. And there's an episode of the storyteller called The True Bride. And it's about this woman that's enslaved by a troll. And the troll sets her these impossible tasks, and she's going to be eaten if she doesn't complete the tasks. But instead of a magic doll, the girl in the story meets this magic lion that comes along and solves all her problems. So it kind of reminded me a lot of that. And then in the end, the girl ends up kind of escaping and getting to marry the person that she wants to marry. Such a sweet ending. That's what it reminded me of. There are, there, there were a few others. There were, well, there were plenty of other stories of Baba Yaga, but a lot of them were like, they were kind of like Hansel and Gretel, uh, where the kids wander into the woods and they're, they're sent to seek out Baba Yaga. And she, again, she sets them a series of these ridiculous tasks and then threatens to eat them, but they escape with the help of talking forest animals. So this is where Disney got its start. So for LSD also got its start? There's some dark-ass Russian lore is where <laughs> Disney got its start. They're like, talking forest animals? Now there's an idea, right? Russia. That's money. <laughs> and then they fucking stole it. Yep, pretty <laughs> much. No wonder Russia hates us. <laughs> Wouldn't we hate fucking ourselves? stole our stories, man. But that is my that is my tale for you. That is Baba Yaga. Thank you. She yeah. seems like a very interesting woman. Do you swipe right or swipe left? Swipe left. When right, you... fifty times over. Are you gonna swipe right? I'm on super liking Baba her. Yaga. With that nose. I'm being them cheeks quicker than a motherfucker. So those are our hags for this week. Don't forget to go out and check out sunflower smooches. Sunflower smooches. Smooches. Like I said, I will put up. The links to Instagram and Twitter and the um, shop page, I'll put it in our show notes and I'll put it on our um, on our social media. So that's a good reminder to go out and find us on our social media. It is Drink Drunk Dead on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So there is no excuse. It's the same on every fucking one. Go out and find us. Right. <laughs> Often hyperlinked to the other ones too, so... Oh, for sure, for Bitches. sure. And don't Bitches. forget, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. We've gotten several five star reviews, which are super appreciated. That definitely Dope. it helps get us noticed by iTunes, and 
If you're enjoying the show and you can rate us on there, I know not everybody listens through iTunes, but go out, rate, and review. It's a huge help. It would be very much appreciated, and I'll give you a shout-out. All our broke bitches. Broke bitches? All our broke bitches aren't listening on iTunes. The only reason I have an iTunes is for the podcast. Otherwise, I wouldn't have one either, so Mm -hmm. I feel it. Because you're a broke bitch. Yeah, I am. What else do they need to do, baby? Make sure that you poop at least once a day. This is true. It's important. That's what y'all need to do. Oh, I mean, also, while you're pooping, though, you should subscribe and definitely tell your friends. Yeah, because you're going to be bored sitting there, and you know for sure you're looking at your phone while you're pooping, so. Right. Tag your homeboys. Tag your homegirls. Send it to your grandpappies. I'm sure they would love our right. our content. <laughs> Regardless, you know, period, point blank, end of story. Tell your friends and subscribe to our bitch asses. Because we um, appreciate it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And don't forget, you can send us an email at drink. Drunk. Dead. Dead. Podcast. At. Gmail. Dot. Yeah, so send us an email. You can send us suggestions for episode ideas. Just hit us up for what the fuck ever you want to hit us up for. Send us your favorite porn. Send him your favorite porn. I don't really want to see that. It's the same email. Put it, just put it in the subject title so I know what's going on. Give me a heads up at least, please, before I open that up. Send us your stories. Your personal experiences, especially if you want them read on the show, let us know. We'd be happy to read that on the show. Ecstatic. I think I think that's our show for this week. Is it? Yeah. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you so much. We love you. We we notice that you're listening. It means so much. It sure does. It really there, does. Bud. I get stupid happy every time I see it. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> so shall we? Raise it's a toast. toast. To our ghosts. That was beautiful. (laughs) That's glorious.